Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Day Abigails, where we are learning how to be the women that God designed us to be by going through His Word. So ladies, again, if you need to take a break, go get you some coffee, get you a little snack. Unless you're we, in your did. Car. <laughs> we did. We uh, did. Again. Now, unless you're driving in your car, sorry, hope, you know, hope this gives you an exciting drive to work. Um, we've been covering... Uh, we covered love last time, and before that, we talked about being in order. So now we're going to visit some women of the Bible, and we're going to talk about how they were or were not in order, and how they showed love or didn't show love or are misused love. So um, our first lady is going to be Bathsheba, and Joanna has done a lot of research on this girl. Sorry, Anna. There's a lot of pages here to go through. That's okay. That's okay. This is what it's for. (laughs) I am super fascinated by the um, the messed up women of the Bible. Just they they fascinate me, and she is certainly one of them. So, a few disclaimers this time. Yes, again, we have our chocolate. We will be smacking. Sorry in advance. We also have our bubbly. You might hear burps. And we have our coffee, so we might go too fast. So um, with all that being said, let's have some fun. I was going to say, if we're going too fast, stop us. But we're like, well, that ain't going to work. So, no, But we can, we can monitor each other. <laughs> okay. Do you really think... I'm going to be the best person to say slow down. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. So we may, like you said earlier, we may get through this in 30 minutes. It's instead exactly, of, instead, exactly. It one podcast instead of five. <laughs> right. And our dogs, Another disclaimer, uh, the dogs are barking. and I forgot every day about this time they have their dog-a-thon. We don't know what it means. We don't know what it's about. But by golly, they start barking and we don't know why. So, Joanna, keep chit-chatting. Okay, how long is the dog-a-thon? Who cares? Okay, go for it, Anna. Go get him. Hey, knock it off. <laughs> yeah, you t- well, hey, they listened. Fantastic. Okay, so and this is heard real me life, ye- ladies. This <laughs> is real life. Here if we you go. you heard me yelling at my dogs, I apologize. Um, they're fine. They've, they're eating their snack, and, and they looked at me when I opened the door. Their feelings are definitely not hurt. Normally, Ray is in the other room to monitor the situation, but right now we are actually alone, unsupervised, no holds barred. Right. And no and telling what's about yeah, to happen. Dad's not there to keep them straight. Or us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We are unsupervised. <laughs> we are. It never, it's, it's always fun for us, but I don't, I, you know, we, who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. Never can tell what's going to happen. All right. Um, what we should open up in prayer. Yes, please do. Anna. Okay. Abba Father, you are the Holy One of Israel. You are the good shepherd. And we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. We thank you that you told us in your word that you would change us and that we don't have to stay where we are. 
So we are asking you, Lord, as we go through this, this study that you would just reveal to us what we, the changes that we do need to make. Lord, if there is any sin in our lives that we need to repent of, that you would show us. If there is anything that we need to, the corrections we need to make, Lord, or somebody we know that we could give a gentle correction to, we, we ask you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would help us to give us that discernment, give us that wisdom, but most of all, just open our hearts and our, our ears and our minds so as we read to your word, we can get to know you better and in, increase our relationship with you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I got a cough. <clears throat> you are not allowed to cough. Goodness. Not in this time and age. Right. Goodness. Or sneeze or sniffle right. or even have red eyes from exactly. allergies. No, this is a no allergy zone. Uh, my, my coworkers know they have a three sneeze limit. And then, and then, you're and then I spray them. <laughs> it's their decision. What, what do they get sprayed with, Anna? I have scrubbly bubbly disinfectant. Oh, I love that. They're so cute. But somehow my, my um, coworker decided to, I didn't remember asking for Lysol and, disin- and, and disinfectant wipes. But man, by golly, on my desk, there is a new can of Lysol and a new thing of disinfectant wipes. Somebody thought you were out. I guess so. So I start cleaning everybody's surfaces. Oh, hey, they put you in charge. Fan- fantastic. Yep. My, my, yeah. <laughs> I spray them on their desk when they leave. If you cough and you leave your desk, you get sprayed. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Well, we had a virus. I do that too. We had a virus that went through our work a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody got it at least twice. We were done with it. And a bunch of us got together and we started like scrubbing everything and amazing enough it went away. Oh, how know. about that? I know. Anyway, sorry. I love Lysol. But you know what? This is actually fitting because sometimes we do need a little disinfectant. We do need some little bit of cleaning <laughs> and it doesn't always feel good. No, that's true. But... We need it. So let's see if why you go through the word, if, if we find out there's some little areas that we need cleaning. So um, I was working on thinking as I was writing this, I was thinking about a name and I came up with two and I talked about this a little bit during your podcast on love. And I was thinking, um, do I call I was tossing around the idea of do I call it a skewed love A.S. How do you spell that? A-S-K-E-W-E-D, love, or just skewed without the A? And I thought, is there a difference? What's the difference? So I looked it up, me being me. And um, so one, a, a skewed is when you're out of line. Things are awry. They're crooked. That's a skewed with an A. And skewed without the A is to have a part that deviates from a straight line, having a slanted direction or position. And I was super excited that they both fit. Um, yeah. And so I don't, I still don't know what I'm going to call it, but at, I guess by the time everybody hears this, we'll have, we'll have yeah. picked a title for Ray. I'm leaning towards a skewed love just because I think it sounds more fun. Well, yeah. And, um, and so I guess we'll figure it out when this is over, but I just thought, you know, either what there's like so interchangeable and, um, I don't know. I just like that. I think they're both, I think, uh, I think they do. They're going to, I think as you read through it, we're going to see that they both fit. I mean, it's like a silly fun fact. Yeah. I like silly fun but, facts, but you know what though? You can make it straight again. Oh, high five. Good yeah. one. I like that. It doesn't have to stay this way. No. You can fix it. 
Right. It's fixable. We don't have to say all crooked and messy. Nope. We can fix it. Sometimes yeah. it takes an eraser. Sometimes you have to redo redo it from scratch. Sometimes you can start where you are, but it's all fixable. Yeah, I love that. I didn't even put that together. That's pretty cool. So, um, okay, so let's just recap a little okay. bit. Last week you talked about um, what love actually is, the love of what God calls love. Um, but today we're talk going to talk about, um, how sometimes we see love through our eyes and how messed up it can get. Um, and I immediately, when we were talking about going over this love series, we were talking about different areas of love Mm -hmm. and, um, almost immediately Bathsheba, at Bathsheba uh, popped into my head, David and Bathsheba, because their little, uh, little mishap, if you will, was completely askewed and a complete mess. And so the exact opposite of the love that you talked about last week of what God calls love. Do you ever have a teacher who used to say, put on your thinking cap? Yes. Okay. They toss theirs. Yeah. <laughs> It's in denial. <laughs> they cut it up and they threw it in the fire. Yep. Cut it up, put it in pieces. <laughs> it's somewhere. Exist. Yeah. So, yeah. And their story is just a complete chaotic mess. Um, but we see the Lord redeem them at the end. Yes. And the, he does that. That's what the Lord does. He fixes it. He makes, he fixes it, things. When you allow him in, yes. he's going to fix you. So ladies, when you go through this, we don't want you to think that uh, this is me it's hopeless and I've screwed up. We want you to say, hey, that's me and there's hope and I can change and I can make differences because like you said, it might be out of line. It might deviate, but you can get it back. You yes. can put it back straight. It's the, fixable. The Lord can literally, there are times in my life where I thought, okay, this is not fixable. It's literally not fixable. No, 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 no. It's not fixable for me. The Lord can fix anything, anything. Um, there's nothing too hard for him. There, right. there is no impossible right. for God. Right, exactly. All things are possible with Absolutely. the Lord. Absolutely. And uh, those who know my life, com- the complete living proof of that. Right. And um, so let's talk, let's see. Um, okay. Okay. Yep. Sorry, I was, I was getting <laughs> like, caught up here. I think we're on fifth paragraph. Yeah, I don't know where we're at. Okay. I think we're on the fifth paragraph. Yeah, so... Um, Not that we actually have all this written down, but we have like bullet points. Yes. Uh, so, well, sometimes I, I do well at just having it written down. Um, okay. So we're going to see in here um, how our messed up stinking thinking on love and how it can go wrong and how sometimes it's not really love that it's actually right, lust. Right. And, um, and then we're going to see how sin plays into this whole thing, how the enemy works right. and he's got his hand in this whole thing. And we're going to see who they listen to. Cause we get choices. Do we listen to God or do we listen to the enemy? Cause the right. enemy is certainly real. And so at, just as real as God yes. is. And so we get choices. Are we going to listen to God? Or are we going to listen to our enemy? And um, and we get to see who they listened to. And it didn't go well. Right, right. It didn't go well. Okay. And so some of us, we often come from a family that isn't a healthy environment or ones that is full of non-healthy relationships. So we might not actually know, Anna, what healthy looks like. I had no idea what healthy right. looked like. And therefore, all of my relationships um, 
resembled my unhealthy thought process because even though it was messed up and that it was wrong, it was comfortable. Right. It's what I knew. It's what I knew worked. It's what I was comfortable with. And that's what I stuck right. with. And it was absolutely wrong decisions. Um, because change does hurt. Change can hurt. I didn't say change never hurt. Right. God can fix it. But sometimes there is pain in that fixing because it sometimes it does hurt when we try. I mean, if, you, if you're trying to till a ground, it's going to hurt. If you're trying to sharpen a knife, it's going to hurt if a knife had feelings. And we don't, um, sometimes we actually don't know what, that we're in an unhealthy situation. I didn't know for years and years and years that my whole marriage was unhealthy, that my life was unhealthy until the Lord removed that unhealthy factor and Right. Things started changing and I began to literally recognize before my eyes, um, wait a minute, something's different. What is it? Right. And I began to realize that, oh, my life is no longer chaotic and unhealthy. Wow. I've never been here before. Right. But I, it didn't dawn on me until I was out of the situation. So sometimes we've born into the situation. Right, right. And, um, and but we so don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. Um, so let's take a look at what super unhealthy, what a super unhealthy um, love or a super unhealthy relationship looks like so that we can see how things go so fast, so wrong, uh, when we aren't focused on the kind of love that we previously talked about in the last podcast that Anna did. Okay, so let's dive right into David and Bathsheba's skewed voluntary keyword here, um, mishap. Right. Okay, so um, so sometimes things happen beyond our control. And it's very traumatic and it can throw us for a loop. But in this case, both sides voluntarily agreed to jump right into lustful sin. This is love gone so, so wrong. And um, it's kind of like it's like a thriller movie. Like they see each other. They meet they do the unforbidden things. They cover it up and someone dies. Not like our spy novels, Hannah, but like our thriller movies. I'm about to say, I'm sitting here going, I don't know, man. Usually it's not an accidental meeting. You know, it's definitely planned. Oh, yeah. Usually so. someone dying is kind of somewhat planned. Yeah, I'm just like, dang, this is like a horror show gone wrong. Exactly. Um, so what I want you to keep in mind this whole time is that this man Wait, was what but it's the same in every horror movie somebody makes does make a stupid decision do you know half the movies we watch if somebody didn't do something stupid it wouldn't be much of a movie that's true and yet we still keep watching yeah well, we still i know because we want to see you know why we want to see in the end if they get it fixed happy endings you know we all like a good happy ending um yep i do um I couldn't tell you how many movies that I knew it was going to have a sad ending. And I'd be like, I'm turning it off now. My mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're going to turn off this movie (laughs) because I know how it's going to end. And I like where it ended right here. And she just shook her head. She goes, we are finishing the movie. And I was right. I was very upset with her. (laughs) We would joked about it for years. I'd look at her. She goes, I know we should have just turned it off. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You'll never let her live that one down. Oh, no, it's too much fun. Oh, how funny. Um, 
Okay. So what I want to keep in mind in, in the, during this whole thing, this whole story is that this was the King David. And that's important. The, the Lord calls this man, a man after his, the Lord's own heart. Uh, the Lord loved him very much. The Lord, so the Lord has favorites. King David was one of them. So you would think that King David was dang near perfect, but that's like so on the contrary. Um, one, he blatantly committed adultery with one of his close, his close friend's wife. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to unpack their story and take a firsthand look at what unhealthy love looks like. And I just want to uh, reiterate what you said, because we've been in Second Samuel for quite a long time, and uh, first and second Samuel, and David was anointed. He's the promise that God made and is yeah. from the very beginning in Genesis. There's a covenant. There's with a covenant. Him. Yes. And, and Jeremiah talks about this, that this is going to go through David's line. So this is very, this is why the enemy is trying to get in there because he's trying to ruin God's covenant, ruin God's anointed. He's trying to make God break a promise. And, and we're going to see where God doesn't make it break his promise. He is going to keep his covenant and he is going to make it right. Yes. Yeah. And, Right here. That's all in this story yes, right here. Exactly. Um, okay. So let's start with Second Samuel. Our story today is in Second Samuel 11, um, and I think part of 12. And so, um, so the characters, they're not characters, but the people that we're talking about in the first part of 11 is David, Bathsheba, and Uriah. Okay. So we're going to start in verse 11.1. Um, so it happened in the spring of the year at that time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rebah. But David remained in Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, the king being his house. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, is that not Bathsheba, the daughter of Aliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Okay, so just want to point out right here that Eliam and Uriah were both mighty men of David, David's army. Both were related to Bathsheba. David was close with both of these men and knew them well. That's a little fun fact I'm throwing in there. Okay, well, we also want to start out as if is, this is a good reminder. David was being lazy. What do they always say about it? I don't mind. It's a devil's workshop. Right. Idle hands. You know, and then I also want to comment on that whole beautiful thing. We know that he loves beautiful women. We saw that with oh, Abigail. Yeah. When we talked about Abigail, gotta... she was beautiful. He stopped for her. So we mm -hmm. know that he has a weakness. That, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. He's got a weakness He's for, the, for the beautiful beauty. One. Yeah. yeah. So for the hotties. Yeah, exactly. So for us to have a lesson right there in that point, we're going to talk about this more in a little bit. Yeah. When you know you have a weakness, what are you doing? To, to to make sure you don't sin because of that weakness. Right? Okay, so don't stop yep, right there. I Anna, am. I am. Because it's about to get good. Yep. Okay, so, um, all right, so we're about to, to hit the next two verses. Oh, yes. I'm, I just want one more thing. Ladies who are teaching your young men, as you read this with us, teach your boys how to eye bounce. Oh, I love Meaning, it. Meaning, they can look at the girl once, 
but then don't look a second time. You need to go put your eyes somewhere else. We yeah. used to teach our son and all the time about eye bounce. And, and no lingering. Listen, this works both ways. Exactly. Like, for instance, yes. um, if you're driving down the road and you're there's a guy running and he's shirtless and he's built and he's I know what tan. the other side of the lane looks exactly. like. Exactly. I know what cars are coming yep. on the other side of the median. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm single, but one day I won't be, and I'm already training myself to do that because exactly. um, it's the right thing to do anyway. And yeah. not only that, I'm single; I don't need to be lusting after anybody. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. I have I've seen that before oh, too. Yeah. And I'm overlooking at the other lane. I'm like, wow, that's a nice crepe myrtle there. Oh yeah, I could tell you how many trees yeah. are on the or what's exactly. blooming on the other side. <laughs> hey, look at all those houses. Right. Yep. We have a young mutual friend, and she was she was in her teens at that time, and so we were talking about you know getting older and um and I was teaching her when we were driving to the store I was teaching her eye bouncing because the guy was was mm-hmm. uh running and I'm like here this is a good example let's learn right now what to do because one day you're going to be married might as well get it under control now exactly not that she didn't have it under control but um good lesson know, yeah might Teach as well your start now. yeah so whether it's your sons your yeah. daughters usually it's more boys and girls but as you, as Joanna goes through this, we'll discuss how there are some women who are very visual too. Yes. Um, some of us are guilty of that. Yes. So teach your daughters how to eye bounce. Yeah. You might even have to teach her eye bounce for not wanting what somebody else has. Right. You know, so it can go many ways. You know what? Let's, so let's back up a little bit. And this is totally off topic. But we women judge other women. Keep talking. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, go take care of pups. So we women judge other women. So, you know, sometimes we also uh, probably need to learn to eye bounce off of other women as well because we like to look at them, critique them, compare ourselves to them. And that's not really something I think that pleases the Lord as well because he made us who we are. And we're supposed to be... um, Loving who the Lord made us to be, not envious of what other what another woman looks like, or um, trying to be someone else. Or I was um, Anna just got back; she's handling handling the pups, and I was telling her I was telling everybody that we should be eye bouncing off of women as yes, well. Yes, I agree. That way, so we're we don't not, get jealous. Yeah, we don't get bitter. Yeah, you know, in or envious where we shouldn't be. Exactly. And I was saying, like, the Lord made us who we are. We're yeah. not, you know. We're all built differently. We right. all have different personalities. I'll never be tall, Anna. I will never have those long, awesome legs. Okay, it ain't happening. So I'm not going to be, I shouldn't I, be looking I, I, at I a agree. woman. I'm never going to have thick, long hair. It yeah. isn't going to happen. <laughs> not without, you know, weaving yeah. extensions and a wig. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So um, anyway, so totally off topic, but no, not no, no, really, eye bouncing. Really. We're, we're yeah. teaching David should have yeah. eye bounced. Seriously. He should you know? have said, oh, oh, um, well, he should have been there. But right. if he is, he should have yeah. gone, whoa, um, yeah, sandwich. Let's go get a yeah. sandwich. Now, then again, David is allowed to take a break. And maybe he was out to war for five years. No, he'd take a, no okay. No, no, no I'm sorry. Okay. I've heard too many men talk about David and every one of them has said the same thing. Okay. His place was at the battle. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there you have but it. But let's pretend he was taking a break. He should have made it going downstairs and made a sandwich. Yeah. Got himself some coffee. Yep. Sat by the fire. Got him some drink tea. Tub, whatever they got drink. A couple of slices of gyro meat with some lamb and yeah. threw it on some, you know, matzah and, you know, ate. 
they had a courtyard in, they talk about this, they had a courtyard yeah. in town. He could have gone and hung out there and, yeah. and chatted with the people. Yeah. He probably hadn't seen them oh, for a while. he could have gone and visited one of his many wives. <laughs> and then there's that. <laughs> Just, he was already married to Abigail at this time. Oh, he had not? several wives. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he had, yeah, because he had yeah. Abigail and there was another wife. And I, yeah. um, but never mind his first wife, um, um, Saul's daughter, Mike, Michael, 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 something like that. Know. Yeah. So he had several wives. He could have gone and visited. Oh, he certainly that. could have. He didn't need to be bored that day. Mm, nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Oh, woo, we're ragging on David. Yeah. Okay, is what it is. But, but we love him, and it's, I know he's God's anointed, yes. but we have a lot to learn from him. Yes, and and we're going to talk about this later, but it just goes to show you how quickly sin can happen Yes, if we do not have our eyes focused on the Lord. Exactly. Okay, so this next two verses are, there's a lot going on here, and we're going to talk about in depth a lot of it. So um, let's just unpack it a little bit. Okay, so verse four, then David sent messengers and took her. Okay, so we all know what this means. <laughs> they were doing some bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> Where did that even come from? Is it a movie? <laughs> Seriously? Yes, I don't know which one. I've, I've known about it for years. Anyway, they were doing things in secret, quote, air quote, okay. things. No, it wasn't too secretive because yeah. the messenger knew. Oh, no, right. who's this friend? Who's this messenger? Did he not have? And how reliable is he? Well, no, my question is, is where was his set of ball bearings? To say David. Um, that's not your wife. Somebody else already told him it was Uriah's wife. Yeah, exactly. So he knew and the messenger knew, did they ever try to say, David, you may not want to do this. Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. Bad That's idea. your friend's wife. Yeah. Well, it's somebody's wife. It doesn't even have to be your friend's. That's right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> emphasize the fact that it was a friend's because it, Anna's right. It could have been anybody. It doesn't matter. Anybody's wife. Yeah. Somebody's wife. So, yeah, did somebody's they, did they, wife. so here's another lesson that you're talking about. When you see your friend doing something wrong, you should tell them. Agree. No, if they ignore you and don't listen to you, hey, wash your hands. Right. You tried it. Right. But you should do something and sh- try to say something. Agreed. You know, look at them and go, oh, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Not what, not one of your finest yeah. thoughts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, David, let's go make a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Play some cards. Yeah. Hey, don't you have a curious? Let's go make yeah. some coffee. A little, your, little Yahtzee. Yeah, something. 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 Um, okay. So let's Cold see. Bath. Yeah. So we know that he took her and wait a minute, wait a minute. She came to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was mutual. And they, he laid with her. No, there's nothing about it being by force. No, no, no. This was absolutely completely mutual. They were content and, um, makes you wonder how she opened the door. Yes. Okay. And so what? And nowhere does it say there was a struggle of any sort. I'm just saying if she's up top taking a bath and someone knocked on her door, who answered and how did she answer the door? Yes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm getting this, (laughs) getting this whole scenario clearly because the messenger went there. Maybe she had a maid. Maybe. Maybe she had a maid. I mean, 
That's the one question. So she's downstairs. She's got her nightgown on, and she's and they're like, "Hey, or David, towel? Yeah, a towel. What, which, you know, messengers. Uh, who in her household answered the door if she had somebody else and said, "Hey, he's here to take you to see David." What? What? Did they not say anything either? Listen, this is how our minds work, ladies. Yeah, sorry, we literally just keep going, and I, I love it. I'm it's just so funny. I'm, well, I'm sitting there going because again, lots of questions. So this messenger could have stopped David. We don't know if he did or not. Whoever was at her household could have said, honey, I, I get it. I know. Sweetheart, come on. Let's go make a sandwich. Right. <laughs> let's go take a cold bath. Right. <laughs> come on. Let's go eat a sandwich. Something. Yep. Something. Let me get you some chocolate. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we got some fun facts here. We know that neither one struggled. She certainly didn't struggle. Um, he called her. She came. They did it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, what I, what I see, look, I'm going to start, I'm going to read four all together again. I'm going to start back over and then we're going to talk about the last sentence of four. Okay. So then David sent messengers and took her and she came to him and he lay with her for she was cleansed from her impurity and she returned to her house. Okay. So we're going to set the stage a little bit better here. And, um, and I want you, I want us to get a visual of how messed up it was on both sides. And we've already been talking about this, right? Okay. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about Bathsheba. Let's talk about her first. And, um, because her actions are the ones that I feel set the stage for this whole thing. I agree. She did not. Yeah, she definitely didn't help. Not at all. Okay. It was a messed up situation on both sides. Okay. But uh, David is allowed to go on the top of his roof. Right. But da dang. Right. I well, mean, he shouldn't have been there. But if he was there, he did have the right to walk around on his roof. He did. And hello. I guess she had the right to bathe on hers too. But I mean, come on. Not when everybody can watch. I mean, seriously, she clearly didn't have the top highest roof. No. And okay. she apparently didn't have anything surrounding her. Right. It's not like there's a clothesline. Right? She didn't ha- have high roof walls or David wouldn't have been right. able to see her. Or, like okay. I said, a clothesline surrounding her where she was bathing. Something. You know? Okay. So, um, all right. So, we are going to talk about David, but that's going to be a little bit later. Okay. So, let's. we've already been talking about David's house. So, we know a few things. We know we feel that the his roof was higher because he was able to look down. And um, he could see her. And he could clearly see she was bathing. Apparently, okay? she was quite close up. I mean, the right was not too far away. Yeah, and um, but and I was thinking, had they had the roofs been equal heights, he wouldn't have been able to see all of that. You know, maybe just like from her chest up, but he could clearly see what was going on. So we, and and I say all this because she knew anybody. Right. She had a lower roof. She yeah. knew this. Yeah. Anybody could have seen she's on the roof. And I don't know what time of the day it was, but clearly it was not nighttime. Right. And, and Well, it happened one evening. I'm sorry. It does say evening. But but my, what's evening to them? Is it dusk? Well, my question is, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying is either that somebody had a lot of lights or it wasn't quite dark, dark. It was just still light out to where you could see somebody bathing or did she have her romantic oil lamps going and all around and taking her bath and the glowing light and caught his eye i mean come on this is a a um a love story anna which you don't which you don't watch but this is what happens 
It's a romantic set. She did something to catch his eye. Has that many candles? We don't know how many things of oil she had made that day. We don't know. We don't even know if she had any out anyway. We we don't. We're just. I don't even know what the bathtub looks like. (laughs) Did you do any research on that? What it looked like? Was it even a bathtub? Was it? Maybe she's just standing just a water, there. A water thing. She's pouring water. You know, you see them. They pour water all over them, and they're just like a wet t-shirt. Well, it should have been colder, going, right? Yeah. Anyway, this is so funny. Okay, so um, okay, you can clearly tell that we don't actually have a lot, whole lot of research on how it lived back then. <laughs> so we are taking some guesses on this because I don't know about the bathtub and. No, but what we do know is that he saw her or bathing her. His roof was higher. He could see down and see her. Yep. She knew what she was doing. Yes. Um, she chose to bathe out there. Outdoors. Yeah. Outdoors. Okay. Not indoors. Okay? Did they use to take baths indoors? I don't know. I imagine. I mean, wouldn't you think? I, I would. I can't imagine that everybody took a naked bath on their roof. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think that was. Normal, That's just, I don't think so. I wouldn't think because, so. And here's why I say this, because the Lord specifically said she was on the roof bathing. Right, right, exactly. It didn't so I don't say think it, it was yeah. customary. And they or, used to have bathhouses, and they weren't on the roof. No. They were inside of a building. Exactly. So so yeah. she knew what she was doing. She's not blameless in any of this, and she is setting the stage, okay? So, but what's funny is she chose this particular time, okay, one, she chose all this this particular time, she knew all the men had left for battle, including her husband. And so she decided to go out on the roof where she would be noticed by a roof that was higher than hers. And she thought this was a fabulous idea. It wasn't. And uh, so she's the one that totally sets the stage for this mishap to take place. She was absolutely not innocent. She was not innocently minding her own business, taking a leisurely relaxing bubble bath in the privacy of her open rooftop for all the world to see. She was clearly gorgeous. She was gorgeously nakedly bathing on the roof. She clearly knew the King David could see her. There was no way she did not know that his rooftop was close to hers. There's no way. He's King David. Everybody knew where he was. Well, well, I'm about to say, I guess, I mean, I mean, there's a slight chance that she thought all the men were gone. How slight do you think that chance was? But the thing is, is. Let's pretend that she didn't know that David could see her. She still left. She still went. So whether she um, purposely did it or unintentionally did it, she still made a bad decision. Well, even if David couldn't see her. Right. Now, first of all, if King David stays behind for battle, don't you think the whole town is now talking? Probably. There's no way she didn't know. Right. I don't yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying that even if she didn't know and she wasn't expecting to be watched, she still made a bad decision. Yeah, right. Yeah. She still went. Yeah. She still went. But then it gets back to, in the minute when you go to that other section, it gets me back to my other thought, though, why I think maybe she did know. Right. And we're going to talk about that. That's yeah. such a good one that you brought up earlier, um, prior, when yeah. we were just conversing. Okay. for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. 
Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.